Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello. Welcome to The Shift. Tez here. Katie has left the building. It's actually Tuesday afternoon. Or sorry, Wednesday afternoon. Sorry, I'm a little late putting it up. I had a uh, work in progress show last night trying to do a show about my mom. So I was a little bit sort of focused on that. Um, and we have a great episode coming up with Remy Casimir, creator of the How Come podcast, which I, uh, Katie knows Remy. Uh, Katie's a friend of Remy's. I know Remy from the circuit. Uh, but I became aware of her podcast when I was researching the early days of The Shift there was a great episode a great episode on a Netflix series about the female orgasm and Remy was featured on it talking about her struggles to have an orgasm and how she created a podcast to talk about her journey to try to have her first one so i won't bore you because she explains it on the app great episode we talk mostly about women coming i'm mostly just paying attention trying to get skills for the future katie is very excited to learn loads of new stuff about how she can further her orgasmic experiences. And uh, we kind of finish up with a little bit about Love Island because somehow Remy, through the use of a VPN, is a huge Love Island fan. And I, I, I've been following the news about Love Island because I know Curtis from Dancing with the Stars and uh, sort of interested in the, the phenomenon of Mora. But I haven't been watching it. But I feel pretty up on the info, but I haven't been watching the show. Whereas Remy actually has a separate podcast, which is a sort of a Love Island podcast. So we finish off the app with that. So if you're a big Love Island fan, I really recommend sticking around till the end. A uh, little cameo from my nephew. Uh, I actually recorded a little bit in advance of the app with my nephew, but I'm not putting it up because he was like, you better put it up because I'm going to listen. And I don't want him to listen. So I'm not putting it up. And I'm going to tell his parents that I didn't put it up and he's not to listen. So anyway... That's enough for me. This is me and Katie chatting to Remy Casimir. Hey, this is great because, uh, well, first of all, we're having you on because, you know, you've done an amazing thing with your with your podcast, Thank which you. I became aware of through the, the Netflix thing. Oh, yeah. cool. Same as myself, actually. Really? Yeah, but I think... I think Even though we knew each other? I well, no, because <laughs> I, was, I was like, no fucking way. You know, when you popped up on it. Because I actually, yeah. I, I watched it because we were just starting this and I was like, oh, this should be... Yeah. Something, something to watch. 
and uh, and then there you were, and I was like, oh, no, no, I, no I, way. I knew you had a podcast, but I think it was... You didn't know that that was what it was about. It was, that's yeah. what it was specifically about. Yeah. And then when I watched that, I was like, oh my God, I know Remy. Oh, Because I hadn't even been listening yeah. to podcasts at the time, and we had just been starting ours when I watched that Netflix so Explained. Fu- for anybody so who great. doesn't know what we're talking about, I was on Netflix Explained. It's like a really cool show where they have... 30 minute like documentary style things every episode and they explain something and the episode I was on was the female orgasm. Oh, that's right. I that's forgot what that my actually podcast it, is about. <laughs> I forgot that it wasn't a series all about sex. It no, was just it was just like the other episodes were like K-pop and the stock market and yes. like the racial wealth gap. Like they explain all these things that like everybody kind of like says like, oh yeah, I know what that is, but like you don't really know. So I had started How Come because I had never had an orgasm and then I used the podcast as a vehicle to do so and the producers over at Explained had been finding it very difficult to find somebody who had not had an orgasm and was willing to talk about it. Really? So, yeah, they reached out to me. And then, yeah, thanks but, for all the but, downloads, Netflix. That was really nice. Yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. a biggie. Yeah, yeah it was insane. I feel like that's got to be well watched. Yeah. That, I mean, somebody... Was it a game changer for you or just a bump? No, a huge game changer. Like, people ask... Somebody asked an hour before. She was like, "How? just so you, like... So I know, like, how did you get your podcast, like, out there and, like, a big listener? I was like, I was on Netflix. Like, it, that's what happened. And you have a great name. And I have a great name. How Come. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you. It is. The only thing is, though, is it prevents us from advertising. And it also gets a shadow banned on Instagram. And if you search us on iTunes, it doesn't even come up first. Like, you have to type in the whole word and then search it. Because it says come? Because it says come. So right. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So yeah, that's been a little annoying, but we love the name. And, we went to yeah. ACAST, but they, they even, even just the subject matter alone is, can be a problem. Mm-hmm. In the early stages. Eh, there's until a lot get, of podcasts that have really raunchy subject matter, but their names are like fun and playful. So like the yeah. ads don't mind it. Whereas like our podcast is a lot of fun and play, but we also have like a ton of facts and science and stuff. And it's a, like a little more cerebral. And we're like, oh, and we're just, we're not being able to advertise well, because the word come. Like, come on, come on. Not to mention that a podcast about sexual health should in every way, shape, and form be a thing that's promoted. 100%. And as well, like, is even come, is that like a word in the dictionary? It is. It is. Is it, is it spelt that way as well? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's silly that they... Think you could have called it Orgasm Nation or something, you know? Yeah, but even that, like... How C star M. <laughs> I was thinking about sta- changing it to a star, but then I was like, nah, that's given into the man. Yeah, right. We'll because guys, we fucked. I tried to look up that podcast, and I couldn't find it, and it's because oh, it's, it's not fucked. It's F star yeah. star. D- yeah. and I wouldn't even have occurred to me to. Yeah. Um, but have we introduced you? Did we introduce Remy? D- d- it doesn't matter. Okay, I just really wanted to say her name. Go ahead, Casimir. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> I'm so excited. But yeah, no, your your podcast is great. Thank it's, you. Uh, so basically, to tell our listener, I know I know a few of the listeners have listened to you because they reached out to me um, cool. talking about Hi you guys. and been like, "Katie, you better listen to it." And I was like, "I'm getting on it. Amazing, <laughs> it's great." But yeah, we have a lot of Irish people too. Yeah, which is brilliant, and I think yeah. a lot of Irish women were really because I went through the sa- exact same sort of struggle mm-hmm. as yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they really relate to it. But can you just give a bit of background for anyone who doesn't listen to it? How come? Um, for anybody who doesn't listen to How Come, it started um, because I had never had an orgasm. And I was like, this is unfair. Everyone else seems to be having orgasms. Like in, the, in early life, I didn't think women had them because, you know, you don't really learn about that in sex ed and stuff. 
Uh, and then it wasn't until I started doing comedy and seeing all these other stand-ups at like a lower level who are like my age talking about like all these orgasms they're having having and I'm like what the fuck and I would ask people I'd be like what how are you doing that and they'd kind of give me assignments and stuff and then I'd like take it and then like give up or whatever and my sister was like you're like a lazy masturbator like that's the problem so I was like okay like I was but I was lazy about it Mm -hmm. um so like I was trying to do these assignments that they were telling me but there was no accountability in it So then my sister was like, yeah, you're a lazy masturbator. And I was like, okay, well, let's try to figure out something where I can be accountable. And I was like, ah, why don't I start a podcast? And every week somebody will give me an assignment and then I have to do that for the next week and like their assignments to hopefully make you come. And then uh, I did it by week six. So now the podcast is kind of pivoted to how do we make other people feel like included in their sexual like weirdnesses or proclivities or like whatever they think that they're like alone in? Like, how do we make them feel like less like that? That's great. Yeah. So, and everybody always tells their first time coming story, which is always excited. Uh, yeah. So I, people I mean, come out and give you assignments. How they? That's great. That's so. That's great for even listeners to be like, oh, maybe I should try that. Or that's yeah, that's I've what most of them do. Because I've said this on the podcast before, but mm. oh, would you know what? I didn't even know that you could orgasm through pillows. And I was watching you, the TV series, and she has the pillow, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is she doing? I still am a bit confused about that. But I was like, oh, that's maybe a something. lot of people like pillows. I, sc- I was like, well, I wish there, there was like we a, just had Dame um, products. The founder Alex Fine it's like a sex toy company on and sh- they just released something called pillow and it's literally just a pillow for sex that you can like hump and lay on and like wow. my pillow yeah. like the my pillow guy different than him different than that guy that guy creeps me out no what uh yeah I mean I'm not a I I just think it's a scam the my pillow thing but really? what is it what is it special about that pillow it's really just a pillow right no, it's it's a pillow for sex, so it's like more sturdy, so you can put it behind your back if you want to like tilt your hips up or whatever, so that like it hurts your cervix less potentially if like the you know you know how guys reorient their bodies sometimes, yeah. Um, and yeah, or like it's harder, so that like if you hump it, it's got like a little more friction. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got to go hump a pillow. I've never done right? that. Yeah. So, so week so, six, do you mind telling us what the assignment was that worked for you? It wasn't an assignment. It was, um, I went on a, a bunch of podcasts because everyone was like, Remy's not coming. This is crazy. And one of them was The Good, The Dad, The Ugly with Casey oh, and Patrick well. and Will. Yeah. And Will was like, um, oh, have you ever heard of this toy? Which I'm not going to name because they haven't given us enough money and there's better toys out there on the market. So let's just say it was the Satisfier because they're cheaper and it works the same. Um, and it's a clitoral suction device and uses wind technology. So it's like a tiny little blow drop for your clit. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. I've yeah. never even heard of that. Yeah. And the second women do, they're like, what? The? Okay, we're done. Like, I'll never leave the house again. And <laughs> no, I, What's it called again? The Satisfier? The Satisfier, yeah. I wonder if there's one. We must look up and see what is the, the one in Ireland. Because Sex Shop must have something like that. We yeah, have a, yeah, they have them everywhere. I think Satisfier starting it in uh, Europe. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. So, uh, yeah, those are only like 42 bucks, too. And they're like this big, like like four inches. And it's like a little travel thing. It's so cute. Yeah. So, so the Satisfier worked for you. But then after that, after the breakthrough, did you find it easier to come or you always needed the satisfier? Um, I've been able to do it in other ways, but I prefer the machine. And you could, would you bring the machine into oh, sex yeah. with a partner? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Great. We Once, did that this morning. It was a wild. I mean, not that it was like wild because it, was it wasn't the first time. Like, But it was just like 
really great. Yeah. There was, we got into this one position. Usually I have to like hold it in my hand and like I got like kind of like on my belly and then it was like, it stayed there and he was like behind me and it was like so fucking great. <laughs> oh my God, I miss sex. I know, sex <laughs> is so fun. No, but if you literally, dude, you're gonna order one of these and like lose months of your life. Like I, I apologize, wait. but you're welcome. <laughs> my She's only ever used down. one toy and a shower head. Yeah, showerhead's my, I don't mm. even know. Do you know what I think the showerhead I learned from friends years ago? I was yeah. watching, and Monica was joking about the friend, uh, yeah. about the showerhead. And then when I eventually realized that I hadn't been mm-hmm. orgasming, I didn't realize I wasn't. I just kind of thought, oh, it's just a bit shit. Totally. I was like, yeah, I must be doing it. It's just like not that great or and whatever. And then I started to masturbate because over here people do that yeah and yeah. they talked about it I and know. no one fucking told See, but no, nobody talked about it with me yeah or nobody what i'm realizing from this podcast you? is like maybe i just didn't have enough female friends yeah. <laughs> like, and are you from new york city yeah okay so there i was thinking yeah. maybe you're from like maybe a country or no like i'm from here like i like grew up like in like quote like gossip girl world yeah. you know where i do think there was kind of like this weird dichotomy of people like doing sex stuff really early, but at the same time, not really talking about it enough. Yeah. You know, talking about it in like a braggadocious way versus like, a, oh, actually, you know, like you can get off by yourself. Like you don't need to go get fingered by that guy. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I wish, oh, yeah, I want, I was so, saying so that you, recently. So you didn't have any info from friends that you could masturbate? I did, but it was, it also, the information out there is like, oh yeah, for guys, like, it's like easy and for girls it's just really difficult and so if you're a girl who it's really difficult for like you might not want to have that in-depth of conversation especially if you think like maybe I'm broken like I was nervous to launch the podcast because I was like maybe I'll never do it and that's what this is going to be about is like Remy's anorgasmia forever that makes me different from everyone on the planet it seemed to me now I'm realizing like 70% of women aren't getting off during sex um so yeah I think I was having conversations with my friends but it'd always be like yeah I got that guy but not like oh I went home the other night alone I masturbated and it was amazing like those weren't conversations you were having and if people were asking you if you masturbated it wasn't in like a hey like it was like a oh do you masturbate like you finger blast yourself Uh, like that made this like disgusting thing versus like uh, that's so true because i remember now that you're saying that i remember when i was uh, 15 a guy checking my nails to see if i (gasps) masturbated and he was like she's long nails she's long nails she doesn't do it she's not like he was making as if it would be gross if a woman masturbated so then i remember being like oh i guess that's so funny though too because recent like i can't whenever i go to la like you know when you go out to LA and like you, you kind of start dressing differently because everyone else out there does. I've never been to LA. You've never. Oh well. I'm once excited you, to go. I can't wait to see LA Katie. But LA Remy gets really long spiky nails, and then I come back, and my mom the last time I did was like, "How are you doing that with those?" And I was like, what you, "I was like, what do you mean?" And she's like, "Well, you know, given the nature of your podcast." And I was like, "Mom." Like well, are, maybe you, it'd help, you know, a little sharpness. I don't know. No, <laughs> no. I think it would be a little, little, little rough, yeah, little but shocking. It's, what's interesting, and you're saying about like the uh, water, like I had tried water stuff too, and I thought it was great, but not enough. But then yeah. with hand stuff, it was too much. Yeah. And so I think with the air stuff, it's like this, this nice happy medium for us girls who can't handle too soft, too hard. Like it's like the Goldilocks. 
of sex toys essentially it's, it sounds great i think the reason yeah. why the shower stuff now our shower head is very powerful so i'm gonna miss it when i move mm. but um i think the shower for me is because it took me out of my head because i couldn't feel if i were you know Ooh, i couldn't feel the gunk coming out that's I a good feel, I, yeah that's a really, really solid let loose. point yeah yeah because a lot of people do have issues with their own fluids that like the first time for me the fluid yeah. i got such a fr- i thought it w- i smelt it to see if it was free. i still do <laughs> i'm still doing experiments every time i squirt i'm i like put my face <laughs> on the bed and i'm like is this pee i love it you get a bit of a fright it kind of takes yeah. a well, nobody moment. can decide if it's true or not and well the thing is okay it so there's pee, pee there's and it pee looks in everything yeah. first of all there's pee in your sweat like if you're going to science, there's oh. pee in your eye crusties, there's pee in your boogers, there's pee in your, like there's pee in everything. We mm. just- And there's we, urea and eucerin. We're pee. But it is different. It's like a but water. But it's different. It's yeah. Like a- and I, we've done a lot of tests in the How Come Labs and also like we've read about a lot of literature where they've done tests that people are drinking gallons and gallons of water, peeing, masturbating, then it fills up. So like you pee everything out, masturbate yeah. again, and then it fills up and you squirt again. So like, and every time it's got less and less urine in it. Yeah, that's amazing. But because I always yeah. pee like three times before I go to bed, and I'd still if I have yeah. a good have a good session, there's yeah. a squirt coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> I put the towel down sometimes. Yeah, I think maybe you said that I as did well. Did you? I yeah, you. my first time. I didn't for the first time because I didn't you, know. You, you and put I put it down because you you didn't know, or you were afraid, or you well, I put it down because we're like five episodes in, and we've been talking. Like the my first guest was Wendy Starling, and she yeah. squirts like it's a fucking flood. She was our fourth. Yeah, yeah she was great. She was and talking about that as well. so. That was when I was kind of like, oh, okay, squirting is actually like more common. And then I started talking to people who were in my family who might be squirters. And like they came out about it after talking or hearing me talk about it on the podcast with other people. And then I was like, oh, if they are genetically, I could be too. So that's why I put the towel down. Because I was just like. So you squirted the first time you came? before. That's, I, I destroyed my, like my, went through to my mattress yeah. and I was like, oh, this has to be a towel We game. got a mattress sponsor because I ruined my mattress <laughs> and I was like, Charlotte, I need a new mattress. Like, I really like yours. Can you call you Helix? That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, if mattress people are listening to this in Ireland, send me a mattress because mm-hmm. I'm still sleeping on that mattress. Yes. She's sleeping on a soggy, bendy mattress. No Hashtag problem. save Katie. During my alcoholic years, I flipped the mattress many times. Because you're peeing the bed. Oh, no. I used to wet the bed, yeah. Yeah. My friend, oh. I'm not going to say who, obviously. Uh, my friend in college used to pee in every guy's bed that she would sleep in. Like, she would just, like, leave the next yeah, day. Yeah, some people just have that. And know? whatever. But then she started dating a guy who also wet the bed. Oh, my God. And, like, they would wake up in the morning and they'd just be like, who knows? Yeah. Who knows who it was? Doesn't That's, matter. I love amazing. you. amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she found her one. Yeah. Her, now she's complete. That's amazing. Yeah. Oops. Oops. So. I just squirted, squirted tea on myself. <laughs> oh, I could not. I, I missed that. Callback. <laughs> Callback to squirting. And I read as well, I was reading an article, There's a, or not an article. Well, I guess it is an article or is it, was it an interview uh, would be the bright word for it. But in time out. Yeah, and that guys were writing into you saying they were struggling with coming as well, which yes. is such an interesting yes. T- so it's great that the guys found something from it as well. Yeah, um, David Goldberg, who wrote that article, he was like the first person that made me be like, oh my god, guys really do relate to these struggles too. And it wasn't about coming. He was. We were talking about in one of the episodes grooming and stuff and I was saying how like oh like if I'm not properly groomed I might get really in my head and I'm only thinking about like does he like this does he feel weird and whatever and my guest was like 
you have to groom for you. Like she's like, cause you don't feel sexy probably in the moment, but it has nothing to do with the other person. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I met David and he was like, that conversation changed things so much for me. And I was like, me too. But like, I, yeah, that it makes me feel, how come makes me feel like we're all very similar? Yeah, mm. everybody. And I, yeah, I, I think it's a great thing to be talking about out loud that a lot of it is yeah. just in Every your own week head. Every week is a, a, an hour of free therapy for me. It's great. Because I'm just like, tell me your problems. And I'm like, oh my God, same. <laughs> like now I don't feel fucking alone anymore. And I guess sis- it's a selfish project. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, great. I just want to come and I just want to feel good. It's great. All things are driven by selfishness, really, in the sense. It's true, yeah. You're, you're always going to do it in relation to how it's going to help you. Yeah. But now it's like we've had like over 300 women had their first orgasms because of the podcast, like That's around amazing. the world, which is like insane. I feel like a magician. I'm like, I, don't, I didn't even touch them and they came. We had a woman do butt <laughs> stuff after listening to our podcast. Do butt stuff? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A friend well, we of had mine. A fir- we, had a, we had a first orgasm lady too. Yeah. That's with, with awesome. Not, with not, not a first orgasm. First orgasm with someone else. That's awesome. Yeah, we got some great... It's, it it yeah. makes you feel... Because I I'd said this before, but when you're doing it, you're a little scared because you're like, oh, it's so open. But then when people send in that sort of... Those messages, you're like, oh, thank you. So it worth it. It makes you feel so much better. Yeah. But it only feels open because there's so much shame around sex. Whereas in actual fact you talk about everything else it's no big deal but for some reason sex is considered so private i don't know there's so many other things that like i've become open about because now my sex thing like that shame mm-hmm. is like kind of gone yeah. so now i'm like oh i can just like kind of be me and be weird and stuff so i we've kind of like gone into like the mental health territory and stuff and i've like opened up about things that i've never said like out loud before this year to people yeah. and then you get the best messages from it. Cause it's like, dude, I was feeling the same exact way. And you're like, wow. Yeah, like that's, I, this is a much more helpful conversation. I think you're right. I think it's so much better just to be open and honest. And then it even, it even ha- has helped me in like relationships with 100%. friends and guys just in being like, actually, no, just say what you want out loud. A hundred percent. Well, yeah. So helpful. My sister always, and my sister's my producer. Um, she always says, once you can learn to speak up in the bedroom, you can speak up anywhere, yeah. like in the boardroom, oh, like like it's that's so it's true. the most vulnerable place to tell somebody what you want and then mm-hmm. the second you can do that like i have no problem did you feel your stand-up got better afterwards i felt even just in the past few months that i was able to be much more honest even on stage Why, did you stuff. just have your first orgasm this year yeah well well no that's, this year in sex but i'd had my first orgasm while living in America okay. by masturbation, but this okay. is the first time with well, you talking about the podcast, though, right? But I feel like the podcast talking about it out loud, talking about I'd things. never really, yeah, 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 really yeah, yeah, made me more comfortable in yeah. other aspects. But yeah, I mean, you could have just went to AA or something. <laughs> you get a very similar experience. Oh my god, I'm not, I'm not a weirdo. Yeah, that's so true. But I drink fine. I am kidding. Oh, <laughs> yeah, both of us don't drink. Yeah. We're like very con- controlled. Uh, yeah, I am like one glass. I was just saying to Remy, I have to do it. I stupidly agreed to a drinking show, and then I was like, I don't really drink, so I yeah, don't know how, to, how I'm gonna get myself. I like went one. crazy this weekend. I had like two drinks. Oh, wow, oh my god, I love wild. a two drink night. Yeah, <laughs> that's my max. But I, I think so. Speaking up. And asking for what you want. And then what you were saying about honesty. Like I've learned about so much. Like how much honesty can just help in all relationships from this podcast. But also we were talking about Love Island before. Like Love Island I call Honesty Island. Oh wow. Because you don't do well unless you're completely honest. And like I've 
I don't know, like completely changed how I navigate relationships where if I have a thought that I'm like, oh, this is kind of like secretive and bad or whatever, like usually I'd be like, let's bury it and figure out how to like work the system so that this person never finds out. And now I'm like, I'm just going to go tell the person and see how they feel about it. And like, it's so much better because even if it's something as simple as you're afraid someone thinks something, if you say it, you give the chance to be like, oh no, or yes, and you can look forward. I. I think it's instead of letting it be in your head or I completely I had a partner who lied to me about something Mm -hmm. which you shouldn't have and it should have been open and honest but then I couldn't believe anything after and I was like in my head Mm -hmm. I was like I feel bad for you because you've kind of ruined this where if we're all just able to kind of get over that little yeah yeah no communication communication we're a very big communication podcast it's just so because as well a lot of the time what you're thinking isn't what the other person's thinking you're you're taking your own like, you know, if you think someone doesn't like you for some reason, because you looked weird at them or something. Yeah. And you're thinking for weeks, God, yeah. I looked weird. And then they probably, they're in their head about their own stuff. If you had totally. A, if you had just said, oh, you know, the other day, I, you know, even if you say it to them, yeah. they'd be like, I didn't even notice. And it's grand. Or I was saying to a friend the other day, who's a fellow comic, I was saying how I was like, I was like, I feel like I've, I'm not really helped by senior comics a lot. Mm-hmm. And that really frustrates me. And she's a senior comic to me or whatever. And she's like, well, like, what, what's an example? And I was like, I don't know. Like, your album release party, <laughs> for instance. Like, I edited that whole album and, like, you didn't ask me to open for you or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, I thought you were too busy. She's like, I thought you'd say no. And I was like, whoa, no, never. Um, yeah. But then we both were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then it was done. Yeah, mm. that's yeah. great. That's a perfect way to handle it as yeah. well. Because like that as well, the other per- you don't even realize that they're just thinking, oh, she probably wouldn't want to do this. No, I'm like, oh, she hates me. Yeah. She thinks I edited it wrong. Like, oh. yeah. yeah, like this is her telling me we're not friends anymore. Yeah. And that's not true. And ev- <laughs> I think everybody experiences stuff like that. So even something down to being like, you know, if you're like dating someone and like I've had guys be jealous of my best friend, mm. but the ones who have been open about it, then I've been able to be like, oh no, actually he's my best friend because I'm not attracted to him at all. And then they're like, oh, okay. You know, but the ones who have like played weird games with it, it's been yeah. like, oh, why didn't you just sort of I've talk to me? I recently opened up to my boyfriend about the fact that I have crushes on people. Okay. Like, which sounds so stupid because you're like why would you say that just keep it to yourself but I'm the kind of person that like I feel so guilty (laughs) that I'm like okay sometimes like I think other people are like really hot I'm like (laughs) I get excited to see them or whatever and he's like okay I'm like do you have crushes on anyone he's like no I'm like do you want to fuck anyone else I go do you want to fuck anyone else he goes oh yeah all the time (laughs) he's like I'll see people on the street that I'm just like yeah it'd be nice to fuck that person I'd be like to fuck that person or like we have friends that he's like I'd fuck that person I'm like yeah see I'm more obsessed with like the story of us (laughs) but now like even that was such a stupid thing it was like kind of weighing on me but now like it's like a funny thing that we share and like I can feel less guilty because I'm like oh I know that I actually won't act on the crushes but he can know that I'm a stupid little 13 year old girl at heart yeah, but I mean, yeah. the truth is that why should everyone live under this pretense like that suddenly all desire disappears because you meet somebody else? I mean, it's just nonsense. I think some some couples like need to live that way, but I to pretend, feel but they, they, I'm not. Yeah. They have to be pretending. Yeah. 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 Or it's some a, aren't. I don't know. I just, no, I think, I think, everyone's I think different things work for different people. Like some people can be like monogamous for the rest of their fucking lives. Yeah, and it's some, not about monogamy though, to say that sometimes you just have a desire. Have a desire and interest. Yeah, like my, yeah. my parents, my dad and my stepmom are monogamous, but I've heard them, him, like my dad be like, oh my God, you know, this new 
uh, or did you see that girl? She's gorgeous. And my stepmom be like, oh my God, isn't she gorgeous? Like, and that's a very but that, I healthy, love that. Yeah. I think very, that's really healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And they've like, they, you know, they talk about exes or, you know, they like joke about stuff yeah. very publicly around us as that's well. That's something too that I really like with my current boyfriend versus my, my ex used to never want to me to talk about exes but it's a part of your life so that's what it, I was yeah. saying I was like I'm not pining over anyone yeah. I'm just telling you how I became me yeah I'm a very this much this is a, a story about me I <laughs> you have to listen because we're dating <laughs> well my my ex he never talked he wouldn't talk about his ex but I would go over to his apartment and he would have like her mail there and I love you card on the wall her clothes and some wigs and stuff so and this was over the months but I started to be like who is this woman what's going on why yeah. is there stuff here? and he would just be like I don't want to talk about it and I'd be like okay well then can you not have her stuff yeah, yeah but I mean I'm, you have to get a balance you know because if you keep going on about an ex it is annoying definitely but I think when you make it so like for this like his Facebook was all her the couple photos as well so when you make it so then it's so intriguing I'm like I want to know kind of what happened totally. yeah so I think, also, like, I think you're right about a balance I like to I want to know about all of them and I want to talk about all of them. I'm like not only well. being like this one. Like I'm like, here, like <laughs> I've told him things like, I used to cry to um, the cranberries in ninth grade about this one specific guy. And he's like, why are you telling me that? And I'm like, do you want to hear about the ones I cried about in college? <laughs> why the cranberries? Linger. Yeah. Oh. oh my God. I've cried to the cranberries yeah. as well. Yeah. Dreams. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So good. <laughs> Linger, so, I still like if I hear it, I will feel like I'm in ninth grade and I just got ditched at homecoming. <laughs> what year did Linger come out? Mid nineties, right? Yeah, Mid-ni- was yeah, it yeah, yeah. or something was it? Yeah. I feel like uh, I yeah. have the cranberries radio on in work all the time. Really? Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. the cranberry. I love when nobody's there and I'm just singing out loud to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also used to think, I was like, oh, that's a really cool thing they do with their voices or whatever. And then I grew up and I was like, they're Irish. (laughs) (laughs) I always go to the chefs, you know, when she's doing the... (laughs) 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 I do that to them. (laughs) They think I'm nuts. (laughs) So uh, I assume on your podcast that you have a ton of women that just say, I guys don't know what the fuck they're doing with me. We try not to man blame. No, it's not about man blaming. It's yeah. just about a culture of, uh, you know, women perhaps not being vocal enough to say what they like, yeah, slash guys not being curious enough to find out. It's it's that, but it's also a culture of we're all raised, or at least I think I was, that guys are the sexual ones. They're the ones that want to have sex. They're the ones who know how to do sex, even if they've never done it before. They're going to do a bunch of stuff to you, and eventually one of those things is going to work, and you'll like it or whatever, which is not how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, As like a a lot of people will be like, oh, how does your boyfriend feel that you couldn't come and whatever. And I'm like, I was alive for 26 years before he ever showed up. Like, what was I doing wrong? Like, if I couldn't figure it out, how could I tell somebody else like, hey, here's this nine sided Rubik's cube. No one's ever solved it. Do it. Also, you're naked. Mm. Yeah, that's intimidating. And then as well, like, you know, there's a penis and balls and that's that work like, I didn't know where the clit was for forever I didn't believe that it was integral I was like I thought it was disgusting I didn't what it, the clit yes I thought the clit was where did you get hole. that information I just thought it is in the Netflix explained it said it's integral right it's oh it's, it is integral it's all up inside you no 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 I know no oh. I, where did you get the information that it was disgusting yeah I mean oh. we were told that our vaginas were disgusting I don't I don't know you guys but in America, it was like beef curtains and like, mm-hmm. oh, she's got like a wet pussy. But it, yeah. wasn't, it was never said in like a fun 
way. It was like vaginas are smelly. They smell like mm-hmm. fish. If yeah. they're hairy, they're gross. Yeah. Uh, if they have razor burn, they're disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's stuff coming out, that's yeah. gross. If it's too inside, that looks like a child. It's like horrific. you couldn't win with a vagina. But it's definitely still the same n- now in Ireland just from here. And uh, Well, you guys are, are making some slow progress, but you're making progress. Like yeah. you guys just made abortion yes. legal, right? Yeah. Divorce was only legalized like in 1991 in Ireland, I think. Oh, right. I didn't even know that. Divorce yeah. was legalized in the early 90s, yeah. 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 But just... You guys are... are, are not to get too sidetracked about up. Ireland. Because yeah. yeah. we're so progressive now. You know, we yeah, have yeah. everything. But just... I'm just curious about that that messaging in your head about your clitoris. Like, so what, you just avoided it? Yeah. I mean, I would... I guess I would try and do stuff with it. But I also... It was that, like... Um, back and forth of like, I didn't like the soft stuff and I didn't like the hard stuff and it was, I couldn't really find anything in between. Like I would, I would sample everything. Like if a vibrating razor came out, like I would try that, like not the end, obviously the <laughs> razor part, but like the vibrating handle. Like I, I also was under the impression that like all sex training and getting good at sex was just getting stuff up your hole. Yeah. So I would just put like a condom on like a cucumber or something, <laughs> stuff it up the hole, you know, like, Wow. But like, that's not how most women come. Like only eight to 25% of women can come from just penetration. Yeah. Everybody else needs clitoral stimulation. I didn't know that. And so when oh, did you... Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either until I watched the Netflix Explained. Yeah. I, I've never internally come, but I didn't know that until I watched that Netflix. And that's, so that's at age 28. That I thought, I just thought is just only clit works for me. I didn't know that there was a, such a small percentage of women that don't work internally until we were just started doing the research for this yeah. podcast. That's interesting because I, I, I cannot remember when I had that information, but I thought that would be more known to women. But they're like, so when did you realize where your clit was and what your clit was and kind of who brought you I that information? I always knew where it was. Yeah. And because surely that trope was around when you were a kid, like the guys can't find the Guys clit. can't find it, right. So then I'd be like, oh, there you are. But I didn't know the difference between the clitoris and the clitoral hood. Okay, I don't know the difference. There you go. It's a huge fucking... Like, I used to think the hood was my clit. It's not. You have to You pull it back, and then there's this little fucking boner thing that's under there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You probably have a tiny one. Mine's tiny. And I think that's why the only, like, (laughs) suction thing worked, because, like... That's probably why the pressure water works for me. Because it needs to, like, pull it out. Yeah, like... um, But... Yeah, I didn't know about the hood until two years ago, I guess. And now I do. And yeah. I'm living the dream. I'm sure a lot of women and men listening to this right now will be like, what the fuck? Let's look at your yeah. hood. There's a video online. Um, Kelly Grove, she's a professor at FSU, Florida State University. And she did this amazing Twitter thread with a vulva puppet where she like shows where the hood is, what the where the clit is, where the G spot is. I didn't understand where that was. Like I used to read about that in like old cosmos and it was like, oh yeah, like put your fingers in and then go to like the back wall of your vagina. I'm like, where the fuck is this thing? I'm like digging around in my mm. vagina. And then she showed it like once on a puppet and then I, I like at the same time was like Oh, but that's so not Kelly Grove, right? Twitter, look it up. Amazing. She will explain all parts of the vulva. That's amazing. Yeah. But it's not universal, right? The spot, right? It's kind of like very No, because what the thing is, is, is the, this quote unquote G spot is actually just a part of your clit, but it's the 
internal clit. Like what we're seeing is just the tip of the iceberg. The clit actually goes back into your body, surrounds the vaginal opening. So those women who are having penetrative orgasms, it's just because their clit on the inside is closer to those walls and it's getting rubbed. So every orgasm, even if it's an internal one, is a clitoral one. Wow. Which yeah. I think I learned from that thing. Yeah. No? yeah. I mean, definitely in yeah. and around that time was the first time I had realized that. That show there's is loads so, of clit on yeah. the inside. Yeah, loads of clit. Well, I'm, I'm, look at my necklace. This is a clit. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Isn't it cute? Looks it like kind of looks like a wishbone. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a little clit. And when you were saying about like guys saying that, I definitely grew up hearing that as well, that's similar. And I think my sister said the same to me now, and she, so she's 17, but that the that the, she would hear people talk about vaginas in it. Oh, is it smelly? Is it yeah. gross? So it makes women kind of really scared to have yeah. guys do stuff to them. Yeah. They're more likely. So we definitely grew up with And that. the way that guys talked, it was never like, wow, she was so beautiful. Or like, it was such a hot pussy. Like it was always like the war stories that they would tell the next day. Like there was one of my friends, uh, her boyfriend went down on her in 10th grade. And then I guess there was a piece of toilet paper. That was like a remnant or whatever. And what you're supposed to do, wipe Move it away. Move it out of the way. Move it out of the way. Keep going. Yeah. He tells the entire school. Oh and God. I vow to never let anyone go down on yeah. me because I was like, I don't want to be the end of that. St- I don't, I don't want to be yeah. toilet paper girl. I know. Oh, God. You know, I didn't like you're know. making us prude, guys. It, uh, not not all guys, but like you're not allowed to man blame. No, you just I said no, that. no, no. But those guys at my school, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like that's what like we would have fucked all of you if you weren't <laughs> so if you were rude. nice about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, teenagers are assholes anyway, and then when you throw testosterone in the mix, it's really a bad, it's yeah. really a bad yeah, combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing the fishy thing and being like smelling my vagina a lot to see and being like, does it smell like fish? I don't know. What the hell? <laughs> I would check yeah. every day, and then I just got in the habit of smelling my vagina every day, and I'm like, still fine. <laughs> it's still fine I there's a comedian in Dublin and he did this I went back a few years ago it was my first time doing comedy in Ireland and he did a whole he did a really long time on this going down with this woman and um, her having toilet paper in her vagina and stuff mm-hmm. but I'd never heard that before and I, I mean it kind of scared me a little bit because still to this day I look I check my vagina to make yeah. sure there's no toilet roll in it yeah I, yeah, I, mean, I mean you know it's not the worst paranoia because you know, it's just like you'd rather not have toilet paper but at the same time it's not a big deal if it's down there yeah, yeah. it's different for a comic I think versus like a telling yeah. the entire school this specific girl oh yeah and he was like if you make it a broad guy, so. thing like sometimes yeah, there's it, it's a jo- yeah it's a joke that like people but it's not like with. Oh, no, Saturday really, night really Karen funny. had just taken a <laughs> shit and then I went down on her oh I know and this guy is hysterical and lovely but it was the first time I'd even heard of that so I was like I didn't even know that that could happen to me I didn't know yeah like, okay. and I, I'm sure there are jokes that we're saying on stage where guys are like oh fuck yeah, that yeah. is weird about me yeah um yeah I don't want anybody to yeah be- all the guys I'm sure guys don't want to date me after they hear my joke yeah or maybe some other girl like say my friend who had the toilet paper hears that joke and she's like it's not just me yes, yes. <laughs> other girls have that no and he still went his joke was like you just power on you just keep going yeah, you just yeah, push yeah. it he to was the like, side he goes I just picked it out and I went now I won't he's but very funny, funny enough I always make sure that they don't notice that I've found it that is because I don't that's I, courteous I don't want take them right to be, of the mode yeah I don't want her to be paranoid I don't want her to be totally thinking, oh, fuck, I didn't totally I toilet paper down there. well I think mm-hmm. like 
I know actually that mental state is really important for everyone when having sex, but especially with women and especially like before I came, like that was a huge issue was like psychologically being able to relax, knowing that I had never been able to come before. And then anybody I was with who also had that information, like I felt like we were both there just being like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? We're going to make it happen. It's never happened before. Why would it happen now? Oh, you should just give up. You know, like, well, according to one of our previous guests that actually it's a, it affects your your nervous system to the point where it's actually harder to come this because is you're Kate, thinking, right? Kate, yeah. yeah, she was great. I was what, just who? about to break, bring her. Kate Sheeler, she she was yeah. uh, she's just does a lot of sex stuff. She's based in Las Vegas, but she's also into hypnotherapy. But it wasn't that her and her partner, like yeah. hypnotherapist. But they they were just talking about how um, you know basically it's like the same thing as anxiety. Yeah, and the way that it affects your nervous system can actually affect your ability to come. Hundred percent. So. When you get into a situation, is will it happen? Will it not happen? Essentially, you're already in the you're shutting it down. Yeah, yeah, and you're actually affecting your nervous system, yeah. making it more difficult. That's why. Um, so our last season finale, and we're going to do it for this season finale this season as well. It's called Congratulations, and we have people call in and talk about their first times that they've had after listening to the podcast. Maybe they come for the first time, blah, blah, whatever. Three out of I think the seven that we had last season were weed induced. They'd either taken an edible or smoked or something. Um, and that was the thing that could quiet their brain wow. to the point that they could like relax. Mm. Wow. And then they were like, maybe I don't need it the next time because that weight is lifted mm. that it's like, it's not going to happen anymore. It's like, it did happen. Like, yeah, that's how it is for me now. I'm like, I don't even care if it happens because I know it can. So yeah. I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Well, sometimes I still, so with my past partner, I would still get in my head a little bit. And so sometimes you're great and I'd come and then other times I would overthink it a little. And I'd be like, am I going to come? But listening to, I wasn't present for the Kate Schreeler mm-hmm. episode and I listened to it and she said the best piece of advice was just when you get into your head, just bring yourself back and think of the sheets. Think of the ceiling. Yeah. The, and then after that, I, the next few weeks of having sex with my partner, I never even, mm-hmm. I never, I was coming an orgasm in and once I squirted twice and I was like, this, it's the sheets. I'm touching it's the, the sheets. sheets. <laughs> it's a mind trick it's, it's like great, how guys think great. about baseball or their grandma not to come but we're just thinking about the sheets so that we can come yeah. well, I, 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 have a, I have a quick joke in my show about that really well yeah because you know women need to concentrate really hard to have an orgasm and men need to concentrate really hard to not have an orgasm so true the, one of the great differences in yeah yes. well that's why so like what we've discovered is that there's like a massive pleasure gap in heterosexual couples like gay guys are coming all the time lesbian women are coming off the charts together and it's because they're on the same time schedule you know like it and takes they understand each other well it's not even that it's like like men need maybe four minutes is there a median like women need like a good 20 yeah. is there you know mm. so um there yeah there's not this like script in gay couples where it's like oh there needs to be penetration and then we both need to come at the same time like that's not going to happen if you guys are doing the same amount of stuff to each other and the woman needs more yeah. like it makes you like more tailor-made to like I should go down on you for a while and then you can go down on me or whatever it is and just help you sync up but but I got to imagine with the amount of information that's just buzzing around the place nowadays it has to be getting better oh yeah I think so there's definitely less shame I know that there's I don't know if this is better but our generation is having less sex when you say our generation you mean the current generation yeah 
Let's say I'd love to say that we are the same generation. The millennial really millennials and Gen Zers are having less sex. That's that's the stats that are buzzing around. Yeah. How do they know that? What's going on? I don't understand. We're talking about it. No. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, I hear this stat going around, but I just find it hard to know how they're quantifying that. Yeah. I think people are just masturbating more, honestly, right. and like are doing more online stuff and like are more content, like being alone and. Because the STD rates are going up, so I just don't know where all. Are they? Yeah. Oh, so the people well, who are having sex. Well, they definitely are in Ireland. Sex. So I can only speak for Ireland. STD oh. rates are going oh, up. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'd imagine that people in Ireland are having a lot more sex than ever, especially women, because slut shaming has gone down a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. um, is the past few years it's gone since I've been over here. It's getting more open mm-hmm. for my friends back there, and then Tinder came, and yeah. Um, yeah, I feel, I'd imagine. Yeah, I've heard these stats, but I, I you know, I, I assume they're just polls, you know. Yeah. Market research. Um, yeah, but I, I know, know what you're saying. I think, yeah, I think people are definitely more happy. I was just out for dinner, or for sorry, for breakfast with my Irish friend. Mm-hmm. And she's, she said the problem with the city is people are fine alone. But yeah. you're just fine. Like yeah. Also, there's this huge thing of like, oh, it's fine, be alone, blah, blah. But like, what's wrong with also wanting a partner? You know, I feel like there's a huge push here. Totally. To, it's more to be like, be cool and it's okay if you don't find someone. But like, she was like, like, kind of saying like, I do want a boyfriend. I think the be cool alone movement is just a response to the like movement from forever, like puritanical America, like get married movement. Yeah. Like you are nothing without a partner or whatever. Yeah. So I think that whole like independence thing is just like a swing of the pendulum being like, be alone. <laughs> but ultimately everybody just wants to end up in the middle where it's like, it's cool to be with a partner and it's cool to be alone. Like yeah. whatever works for you. Yeah. Just that, that, whatever works is fine yeah exactly whatever you're like and don't, both is fine i just i remember too when i was younger like feeling like a loser if you were in a relationship or whatever because it was like oh like we're in college you're supposed to be having fun like <laughs> everyone just chill about what you're supposed to be doing and just do what you like i have fun being in relationships so I'm a I, real, I love, love being in yeah. relationships i, I am my cutest self <laughs> yeah. in a relationship how long have you been with your current boyfriend like three years and user monogamous yeah i love i love asking people that in new york because it's the most where i've met people who are not monogamous right yeah so it's a it's very interesting to me no i um i am crush non-monogamous mm-hmm. i have little crushes but i don't act on no, them you can think about other people where you're masturbating or having sex with you. you can yes yeah you're uh, what if you know them personally <laughs> i think it's not a problem what goes on in your head is your business yeah. Oh, wow. You're fine. Okay. I would take any guilt away from that. I don't know, I, I man. Don't think about exes. No. No exes. Fuck exes. You can think about exes while you're having sex. No. No, no, I don't, no. I don't want to go you back to You can do whatever you like. You can do. You I can. mean, don't shame people that like to think about their exes. Totally while true. We're not, I, it wouldn't get me <laughs> off, though. Cause no, I would be ashamed if I were thinking of my exes because yeah, they are too. horrible people. Oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's so funny. I'd be like, my, you are a masochist. What are you doing? What's a masochist? Somebody who hates, like, who wants um, to torture themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. yeah. If I brought, if I poofed my boy, my ex into my head during masturbation, I'd be like, you just ruined masturbation. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> that would happen to me, actually. But now your current, but the thing is that your current boyfriend, like, please God, it always works, but he may one day be your ex. You speak about all your he, exes in such negative terms. No. I only have two, and they were, no, I have two that I speak about negatively. And then the other ones weren't like official boyfriends, so yeah. I wouldn't call them an ex. 
I am. Um, no, this one, he's good. I think I'll keep him in my life, even if we break up. He's a nice guy. Cool. Yeah, I've met him. He seems yeah. lovely. I only met him once. He's but great. He lovely. Very, yeah. Very friendly. Um, just, you know, the masturbation thing and things poofing into your head. When I first started doing it, mm-hmm. my brain would be would poof like um, things that I wouldn't find attractive just to kind of ruin it for me. So I had to really get through that. Mm-hmm. You know, do you ever watch that episode? I have to stop watching Friends. But where he Rachel gets all dressed up, but then she he keeps seeing his mother. His mother. Yeah. So, I remember that fucked with my head because then when I started yeah. masturbating, I was like, what if that happens to me? And then I was like, oh, and I would have to stop. So it really like... But that's a real thing. Like, like on a even more serious note, I was talking to a woman who had been like sexually abused by her dad. And the first time she came, his face popped into her head. And then she was like, I never want to come again. This is so fucking scary. And like, I feel so fucked up. And like, not to that degree all the time, but in sex things happen that you don't necessarily want to happen and like she has orgasms now she finally got through it she like went to therapy but she was deathly afraid to like have another sexual experience because like what could pop into your head anything yeah yeah and it shouldn't really yeah you can't really control your thoughts yeah Yeah. you You can only control your response to them just have to be nice to yourself yeah Yeah, instead of it's like it it is like a little guilt punishment thing where people are awfully hard on themselves you have to have a during masturbation slash sex meditation process where you realize that thoughts come and thoughts go Mm. just let them flow through and so do we what was the best um (laughs) what was the best assignment someone gave you for like masturbation for our listeners so this one is not available in many places. Like New York has a lot to offer that. Like I know you had the satisfier, but what was another? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you. Okay, I'm so excited. There's a place in New York called 3F Studios. And I had on two doms who I was like, this was episode five before I used the satisfier. Um, they teach sexual wellness classes one of them was like i want to give you a tantric massage and the other one was like i want you to come to my masturbation class and the female masturbation class was like crazy it was like a yoga class essentially but she teaches you how to masturbate and everybody's got like a towel over their lap and like they're like doing it in the same room and the tantric massage was like my was ethical cheating essentially um because i told ben that i was going to do it and he was like okay like whatever works and uh but the guy was like super professional about it and like told me everything every step of the way and like really got to know my bod um and that is quite the experience because i had always been like wow there should be happy ending places for women and amen essentially is that's Um, amazing i didn't even know those existed and they do that's so So, but you didn't come i didn't but it was interesting. Was he fucking pissed off? No. He's like, I am the master. No, that's the thing is he's like the most caring, um, inclusive, like non-shamey. Like I felt really comfortable with him because he mostly works with like older gay and overweight men who like don't feel sexually included in their communities. So he's like worked with like every body type and anybody who's insecure and any like miss working, you know, whatever. So I was like, oh, me coming in, like this is nothing. Like, I would never have felt comfortable with, you know, any other dude just like trying to do that. But he comes from such a place of like, sex is going to make your life so much better. And like, I'm just here to like help. Like I'm not getting anything out of this and like whatever. Yeah. So that was fun and cool. So so were you like naked on the table? Yeah. But not private though, right? Yeah. 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 Wow, and he was just like trying different things like touch your nipple, touch your ear. Like it was mostly like a full body massage oh, and 
That sounds lovely. It, yeah, it's amazing because like he's touching the whole thing and then he starts touching your nether regions too, but you don't even notice at that point because yeah. it, your body just feels like one body, wow. which I started thinking about. I was like, this is so weird that I think about like my private parts as separate parts, yeah. but I don't think about like somebody touching my arm is like, oh my God, you're touching my arm. Yeah. You know, like you're touching my body. And it like felt like this one like whole cool experience. Um, Which is an interesting debate about, you know, happy ending massage and everything is like, is it cheating? Well, no, well, oh. is it cheating is, is up, up to couples, I guess. Mm. But also just, is it, is it such a different thing when they just decide to stimulate the sexual parts of your body versus so. any part? I don't think so. As long as it's done in a professional way and they're not trying to get your number or kiss afterwards, like. Well, obviously once it's consensual, it's not a problem, but you know, it's illegal. Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't but care. You know, yeah, so I is know. weed, and I do that every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. But it's, just a, <laughs> it's just an interesting thing that we consider it to be this like terrible I just, thing. There are just, more happy ending places in New York than bars. That's amazing. I How's no that idea. stat? But it's mostly well, for guys. Well, right. Yeah. Well, I don't also, understand. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. No, well, yeah. I was just going to say that, you know, uh, I get really bad pains in my back, and going to massage really works out and makes me feel better, and same with coming it really yeah. like because sex can be quite stressful if you're not coming from it because you just feel like oh like an anticlimax. yeah so if you could go to a massage place and and get your it's the same you're you're massaging your clit the way your back needs a good yeah rub. yeah i yeah. love the idea i think i mean i used to think about it when i was younger like i would always be like oh i wish i could get my dick sucked but i don't have a dick so that sucks i was like i wish i could get a happy ending but they don't do that for women and I would say it to some of my friends. I'd be like, don't you think there should be happy endings for women? They'd be like, oh, it'd be too hard. Or it would last too long. Like, I yeah, get... Well, yeah, dear Joe Canyons have a job. So what, buy a house, have kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy, yeah, well, I, I actually used to do a joke say, like, what masseuse has the time, you know? But, I mean, the truth is that if you were very good at it mm -hmm. and the woman understood that, like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't because yeah. you're perhaps a more complex being than the average dude that goes for happy ending massage... That it would be fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm really obsessed with starting. I, I really think that it would be a good business for sure. You should do. You should do a, a pilot on it. Yeah, it's kind of a career ender, though, in the sense that like, it, it, it's very hard for that to come out in, in the right way. Plus, how you know insurance? It's just it's way too. It's a minefield. There was a uh, a thing called Oming Orgasmic Meditation, or no. It's called One Taste, the company, but they practice orgasmic meditation. And it's essentially like teaching people how to like jack off women. But it's also apparently a cult. So I need oh. to go into that and and learn more before I sell it to anyone. Yeah. Like, for example, how do you get how do you get a legal document that says in this massage, you know, we will be touching your private parts and you give consent for that because you, you can't make consent to an illegal activity. Right. Right. Like, yeah. so in a court of law, you're fucked. So anybody can turn around and just be like, I was, I was abused. So I would imagine mm. that the, the risks are too high. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. But I, hopefully the women who were going in knew that that's what they'd be getting. Well, that's or the, something. Yeah, that's yeah. the idea. Yeah. But what I'm saying is why it's not a great business model yeah. is because it's, uh, it's, it's a little fraught. I'll be telling you this. I think I'll go for a back massage after this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I will too. <laughs> we should go to the couple's one. Yeah, that'd be so nice. It's so nice. It's very close to here. Yeah, they get in little soft hands. They massage soft hands on the backside. They massaged my arse, but it was lovely. Well, should be. Well, ass he, should be included in massage every time. Exactly. It's, just it's your part glutes. of your body. It's just your glutes. But he, I didn't know 
well this was a weird I don't think I've spoken about this massage on the podcast so I'd never gotten a Thai massage before and he stuck his fingers in my ear and he popped them out and I was like didn't know and then he ripped my socks off I really ah. like, I don't like my feet being massaged so I just yeah. left my socks out and he ripped them off threw them across the room <laughs> it was really the most bizarre but afterwards I felt like I was hot now I don't do drugs but I felt like I was high I was is the Thai the one relaxed. where you both have clothes on and then they stretch you yeah I do a lot of stretching I have no clothes on Oh no! They got oh. you, they got me to say I don't know what I did then, but it was only forty five days. She just had naked with socks. Well, a traditional <laughs> traditional Thai massage is a, a lot of stretching and stuff. Yeah, he, he rung me up like a chicken with no clothes on. Well, I had like a little. You have your underwear on. You have a little towel over, it, but they pull your underwear off to do your arse. But he stretched one leg up to the other arm and rung me like a. Yeah, yeah, that's time. <laughs> that Damn. But normally you have. Um, Normally you have like a kind of tie pants and uh, like a, some sort of loose fitting shirt on. No. It's the norm. Yeah. No. Okay. In situations where you're not actually sort of being taken advantage of by this time masseuse. <laughs> they put oil on me too. And it was funny because, so when I have sex or any sort of high emotional response to something, like even if I'm on stage and I'm like about to do a new joke, my chest will break out in a sort of, it's very, so if I have like, a, like a, a, I get a rash. Mm-hmm. So I get it all the time during mm-hmm. sex. I had one guy be like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And I was like, just keep going. Um, but when I went to do the massage, he didn't speak English. And I guess he put the oil on me and my whole back broke out. And he ran and got this guy. And the guy comes in. He was like, I'm so sorry. We've like broken you. And I was like, nah, no, 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 it's fine. I'm just, it just means I'm enjoying it. That's um, so funny. That's great. That's really handy for your, so not for even, your partners. It's not even a stress. I guess it's an enjoyment rash. But yeah, they, they get, have had partners get quite a fright from it. When I was... With my ex, the one that I like realized I wasn't having orgasms during, I said it to him. I was like, I haven't been coming. Like, I know we've been together for like two years and whatever. And so we tried to work on it. And then I started thinking, maybe I'm just doing it. And I didn't, whatever. So I'd Google it. And it was like, if you get a rash, like maybe you came. And I'd sometimes be like, babe, look, I've got a rash on my chest. Like, I totally came. I'm like, ah. It's so funny. I was listening to your podcast and you were saying like, um, oh, people being like, maybe you did and you just don't know it. And then nope. you're like, nope, you know. And that's what happened to me because yeah. I was like, I guess I did. And then I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you amazing. know, it's a very distinct feeling. Just like the, um, the smell of death. <laughs> like nobody knows it until they smell it but the second they smell it they know oh god i've never smelled it you've never smelled oh my, my god. dad says yeah because he's a policeman but he said most police pe- police people who um smell it for the first time puke yeah because it's, it's like a dead body but you, you know realize. you know so now anytime i watch those tv series i'm like why aren't they puking it's a dead body <laughs> <laughs> they're used to it it's not their first time yeah, but well, sometimes no, you'll have someone fresh. So, it, sometimes it, you'll have someone who's like this their first time seeing a dead body and they don't even puke they're also wearing heels and a face yeah. full of makeup, so and that's not what I yeah. focus on. Depends how fresh the dead body is, you know? Wow. Movie magic. Been around a couple of dead bodies. There was, there was no puke, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I've never puked. I've been around a few. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you this. I kept the list today, so I'd stay on. Because um, I was, I, was listen- I actually got trapped in Brooklyn last night for a really long time, and I was listening to your podcast. Ah. Um, I got lost. Anyway, I also uh, got lost in Brooklyn today. F- oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're trying <laughs> to get here. That's so what, funny. What's, what's the thing? Um, porn. Do you watch porn? Uh, porn was a an assignment on an episode, and I have learned a lot about porn through this journey. Um, I didn't love it in the beginning. I never really watched it, and when I did, it would be like very analytical. Um, I think a lot of porn that I was seeing was like made for dudes mm. and stuff. And like 
just like my crushes, I like a story. Um, I would prefer the notebook with fucking, yes. like in like penetration. I would like that. So I didn't love porn, but now I know a lot about female-made porn sites. There's Erica Lust, there's Beleza, there is uh, makelovenotporn.com. There are audio porn sites. We just had um, this girl who started um, the company Quinn. Um, it is strictly audio porn website. Um, we had this guy, Feel Jim from Feel Good Filth, all audio people are like getting off around yeah um, and I think audio is really great for women especially because it's like get get our imaginations going yeah. so we can think about something else instead of ourselves that's great yeah and the, if, if women are getting more and more comfortable masturbating surely there's going to be more and more of a market for the stuff that works for them 100 percent. yeah that's why there's more female led companies in the porn space and the sex toy space like like if you think about the sex toys that were available even 10 years ago, like I had bought a rabbit from Sex and the City. Like, you know that one, it's like a dick and then it's got like yeah. a rabbit or whatever, like, because that's what you think. Those are made by men and they are shaped like penises. What if you don't want a penis in the room when you're masturbating sometimes, you know, like whether you're not attracted to them or they just don't, like it intimidates you because you don't think like you're there yet. Yeah. Like now most of them are just like a circle. Or they're like a really sleek bean shape or like a really like it's not intimidating. It's not like sex. It's like this is your uh, nice accessory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is great. I mean, yeah, it's great. And it's not intimidating for the dudes. Like one of my exes had to use the rabbit on me and I'm like, this is like another dick. Like, yeah. don't you dislike this? Yeah. <laughs> so my, my ex loved my vibrator when I showed. He was like, it's so cute. And he suggested bring it into mm -hmm. the to into the bedroom. He was like, can we bring in that vibrator from the podcast? Shit, whatever makes it easier, man. That's what exactly. I yeah, that's that's what why I don't too. get when some guys are like, oh, I hate when they have to use a toy. I'm like, why? That's like going to work and there's somebody there doing your job and you can just enjoy. <laughs> yeah, but I guess if you're, I mean, if you're a guy that perhaps doesn't know that much about sex you probably think that in some way you're a failure you know whereas no. in actual fact if you know enough about sex you know that it's such a wide spectrum of things that work for women that totally just like go with whatever and they, it's something that yeah. you can enjoy too like maybe you wouldn't have experienced her squirting so much without this thing and now do you, you get, like watching that do you and get a lot getting... of do you get a lot of guys that uh come to you to the podcast for advice about how they can be better for their partner oh yeah and what's the main advice? Just ask? Yeah, ask and listen. Yeah, mm. that's it. I think asking is great because some people might just be a bit nervous to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Or get I, them, make them play an episode of the podcast. Like even yeah. I was afraid to talk about shit with my boyfriend in the beginning, like to his face. And I'd be like, hey, can you just like listen to this episode for edits or whatever? And then he'd listen to it and he'd be <laughs> like, Oh, that part that you said, da da da. And I'm like, yeah, can we talk about that? That's great. You know, like, yeah, look, it's like a conversation. If something piques your interest and you don't know quite how to say it, like, let us say it for you. Yeah. Well, that's, it's funny because my friend that I was just, just with today, she's Irish, but she was saying about how she was having casual sex with this guy. And I was like, just out of curiosity, because now that I'm, I'm like very curious. What's I'm like, casual? You mean like she was. It's just casual. So they'll have, they'll meet up late nights and have sex and that's it. And there's no more. And I said, okay, so if you're doing this, are you coming? And she was like, mm. Mm -mm. she was, I was at the start. And then he started doing all of these things that I don't like, but I've been too embarrassed to say it to him. So for the past few months, I haven't. And I was like, you have to say it. And she was like, I don't want to embarrass. And I was like, no, because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. How can he know? True. It's yeah. also bad for the next girl. Yeah. So like, then she said she will. So I'm very excited amazing. to see. Amazing. And hear how it goes. But like, that's the thing is like, 
we're all giving people like this false idea. Like a lot of women will just lie to guys and like you're perpetuating the problem because he's going to just keep doing it. And then he'll get mad at some woman who it doesn't work for. He's like, this is work for everyone else. Like I've oh literally experienced people like that and they get so pissed and they're like, all of my training is for nothing. I had, but it's yeah, like, I had an ex-boyfriend do that like, very, like a long time ago, but he, he bit me when he was eating me out. Mm. And I was like, please don't do that. And he was like, my ex-girlfriend liked it. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm not her. Mm-hmm. So it's not, in a, it's not. It's Google I, Maps, yeah. We're all that's snowflakes. A, We're all different. My, I have a routine about that. I don't really need ways. Just like, because <laughs> everyone's has, it's awkward for everybody with the conversation, you know? So women should just, there should be an app for women, ways for the bedroom. Mm. You just key in all the shit that you like. Then yeah. You don't have to have the awkward conversation with him. You just tell him to open up the app. There's, um, we had Andrea Barica on who founded O.School. And it's a website that teaches you how to masturbate and like do a bunch of other stuff, how to have sex. Uh, and they have uh, orgasm order forms. And it's like things that you can check off what you like for you just give it to vulva them? owners and penis owners. Yeah. And you just fill them out. Yeah. Go to O.School. It is great. Wow. I have to. So you fill them. it out and then just like when you're, when you're starting to have just sex with somebody. Slip it over go, to them. And it's got simple stuff on it too, like back tickles. I didn't know you could ask for back tickles because like it's like not like, hot pot. it's not technically sex. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't know. Asking for somebody for back tickles is so lame. Really? No. If that's the thing that gets you in the mood, Ask for back tickles. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've definitely had people ask for the gentle fingers and the, you know, like the yeah. I really like when you just lightly, lightly touch me. Yeah, it's just so different. Most like, of us love it. It's so different for each person. Like <laughs> I hate when they stick the tongue in your ear, but I like it coming around lightly my ear. around. So if yes. I tell them I'm like I don't like that, then they won't do any ear play, and I'm like, no, come back. Okay, so this is exactly what. I yeah, <laughs> and the way that you inst- tongue in the ear, tongue in the in ear, it. I want not it around fun. it. I want yeah. it on the lobe, yeah. but if you put it in, really? it feels is, wet. Is tongue in the ear, like. It's too wet. So it's, a, it's a, so many guys. It's a wet no, 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 just, Oh yeah, no. So, so many so guys. I so many date, guys. People recently. I'm close with. <laughs> I had a, yeah, I had a date recently where he we were ear. kissing and he grabbed my ear and stuck his tongue in it and I go, what? Uh, are you, I don't want that, please. Yes, around the ear and also. These guys don't have enough as much earwax as me. I tell you, I'm fucking sticking my tongue. Right, in that's thing. disgusting. <laughs> Unless but somebody was like, I want your fucking tongue in my ear. Then you're like, I guess. I guess I guess my fucking tongue is ramming in there right now. I remember. Not my thing, baby. A guy asked me to tongue his ear and I taught exactly that I was like oh I hope there's no wax and you're like I'll <laughs> yeah, lick I my finger though. and touch it <laughs> yeah. if you want no, um interesting interesting yeah but I learned to because I I used to get really the same way as you that I'd be like don't do that and then they wouldn't do stuff yeah. and you say it in this tone that like scares them off now I'm like I really like it when <laughs> yeah. you tongue the, the outer ring of my ear or whatever and even if they've not done that they're like yeah, you do like it when I do that. And then they do that. Yeah. And do you find that it's helped you with, well, you've been with the same guy, right? Yeah, I've been with the same guy. Yeah. But I guess it's been good for him too, right? Oh, yeah. We're having a blast. He sounds great that he's very like, oh, even the fact that he was cool with you going for the tantric massage. This is a very supportive partner, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we need to figure you out. Because I used to get really like angsty at him and my exes that I'd be like, you can't get me off. Like, this is so fucked up. Or whatever. And then I, I was like, oh no, I can't get me off. Yeah. That's fucked up. But in your situation, <laughs> it was very much a personal journey, really, right? 100%. Like there's, there's no man was going to solve that, really. No man. Well, I have to be very lucky, I guess. Yeah, he'd have to have like the tiniest little mouth. <laughs> like but, a little. But do you a, think, here's, sorry, here's just a serious question, which is more analytical than mm-hmm. personal experience. Do you think, because the, the stereotype would be that, oh, yeah, all guys can come and they're, you know, like it's just not as, men aren't as complicated. But do you actually think that men have no idea how restricted they are themselves about pleasure? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I just had Jared Freed on an episode and we were talking about how much he likes a finger up the ass. And we were saying how crazy it is that the same women at his shows will be like, woo, I have my vibrator. The second he's like, I like a finger in the ass, they'll be like, uh, or whatever. And it's like this weird juxtaposition that like women are expecting people to be like so open and do everything for us, but then kind of judge men when they want to do something Explore that their own stuff yeah that is like very normal so yeah i do think guys are in this closed like man box where they think that they have to be the aggressor um be the one who knows what's going on like no, but i mean even for their own I, I actually even for their even own for their own sexual pleasure 100 percent, people should explore their own butts but they have this like homophobic idea that like i mean we had a whole butt episode did you? Yeah, yeah we did too. We did anal butt, one. We're pro butt play. Mm-hmm. We are too. I've never had actual full on anal, but I like a finger up there. Yeah. I'm working up to it. Yeah. One day. Yeah, I mean, I have a full pro butt play routine. The first in, in time side. I had full anal was the day after my abortion because I wasn't allowed to use the snatch, but I was feeling in a really loving mood. And so, like, we were just like, let's use the other door. And it was like amazing and like loving and there was like a lot of breathing and kissing and it was the first time that I was like, oh, this is actually a very normal bodily function. And if, we, if we had done that, we wouldn't be in this fucking situation in the first place. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And did it, was, I guess, I guess you obviously used lube and went slow. No, we used no lube. It, it was literally hurt. just kissing and breathing and like. Taking your time. Your butt kind of does lube a little wow. bit. Yeah, but like, I, you know, and ideally, like your you vagina lube. lubes up a bit. Yeah, but we didn't. That was just the craziest thing because like the other attempts that were unsuccessful had always used lube. Right. And but it, I wasn't comfortable. It's literally being about comfortable. Yeah. I know. And then uh, twenty four hours after an abortion, just for some reason, it makes very. It's just yeah. You have a new joie how, de vivre. I love how openly you just said that as well. That was amazing. Very like. Well, like people have abortions. Yeah. 26, like, or how old was I? I don't know. That person should not have been a mother, and this person cannot be a mother either. So yeah. you're welcome, kids who didn't have to deal with me. Yeah. yeah. And so with the... They would have been twins. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> they were too young. He, she, I don't know. And with, with, <laughs> did you come from the art, the anal sex? No, that was way... That was pre-cum. Oh, but, okay. oh that was yeah. pre-cum. Yeah. Still I great. haven't had an anal stimulated orgasm yet, but I do like being plugged up mm. i liked yeah yeah like a finger yeah, yeah. but do you like uh you know like because the anal the plugged up is a nice feeling do you then like do other stuff to yourself yeah yeah to, but yeah. have you come during it but not from it <sighs> probably not if i can't remember the exact experience but it's okay. But it helps no, it's because there's the no hierarchy of help. orgasms. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is exciting when you meet a woman that just knows that she loves anal. Not yeah. Because I, not, actually, not because I, I it literally like, it's not a super extra for me or anything. Yeah. But it, it does seem dirtier. And if somebody loves it and that's like their mm. thing, it does seem more sexy for some reason. See, yeah. Our anal episode that we did was with two women who are in a relationship and they teach sex. They're called the pleasure mechanics. And I thought that was a really interesting and important perspective because every guy before this one who had tried anal, it was always like, oh, it's for them. 
they want a tighter hole. They want it, whatever. Whereas these two women are talking about their experiences with anal and neither of them has a penis that needs a tighter hole. They just are enjoying this bodily function that also gives pleasure. Yeah, some of them are into it. So I was like, oh my God, like people can want to do butt stuff without it having to be about a dude. Oh, interesting. That's great. Yeah. I tried to do anal once, but we were drunk and it just hurt too much. Yeah. So yeah. The whole tighter hole. Well, I mean, I've done it. It's never been about the tighter hole. It's all about the the sexiness of it. It has that to be for the like other person. Obviously, the first one or two times that I did it was definitely about me wanting to experience it. Mm-hmm. Never had done it. Yeah. But after that, it was never like, I need this fucking, I need this tighter It's the hole. same thing, though, that like, I, and I kind of checked myself that like, I've always wanted to peg somebody to like, check that box off. Yes. And have you? I haven't. But I had but to change. But you've had your finger in there. Yeah. But I had to change the idea because I'm like, I wouldn't want to be somebody's box check. So I would have to wait till somebody is like, no, I want that done to me. You know, I have to be. Yeah, but also it shouldn't be shameful to say, do you want to try this? Because I really want to try it. Oh, yeah. No, I've asked. You shouldn't give yourself yourself too much of a hard time. Yeah, no. You could be be fucking liberating this person. I know. No. Uh, When you say pegging, do you just mean like sticking something in or it has to be a strap on? Strap on. Oh. I want to. I want to change up the gender. But is roles. officially pegging just strap on, or I think so. Oh, because yeah. I, I think some people consider pegging also if you're just like hitting them with a dildo, you know. But I think that's like a different like. First of all, you don't get that strap on like kind of like thwomping huh. against your own clit, and then like that's kind of like we had a lesbian episode recently where they were, I was like, oh, you can come from wearing a strap on. And they're like, yeah, it like bumps against you. So like you can come at the same time. Oh my God. Yeah. Surely, surely there I must be, there must be really good, well-designed strap ons that that's their main. Exactly. Isn't it great though? When you think like what it's only the past, maybe what, I don't know, 40 or 30 years or whatever that all of this stuff is coming to life. It's amazing. Isn't it? Like we're in a sexual woman revolution. We are. And for men as well. And like for men too. Doing That's the fingers thing is, in the arse I think them. us That's getting... great for us. Now the fucking pressure's off us to make you come. Exactly. Yeah. I'm waiting all my life. And like we can, we do let, hopefully can let people out of that man box and like let them off the hook and let them explore themselves and be a little more emotional or whatever and like everyone just try and fucking understand each other. And then it'll be so much nicer. And, that, and everybody will have like the weirdest sex. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I never knew pegging was just the strap on thing. Yeah. I never knew that. that Are you pegging. Googling it? I Googled it. Yeah, I was just curious. He didn't trust me and my tiny woman brain. No, no. no I'm I just kidding. It's <laughs> actually the term pegging. The first time I heard the term pegging is they're joking around about Howard Stern. Because mm-hmm. I was going to do the Howard Stern wrap up show. So mm-hmm. I had to like really do like a crash course in Howard yeah, Stern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't listened to him since I was like a teenager. You did, and uh, no pirate peg leg in there. No, the, uh, the, um, whatchamacallit, the limo driver guy, uh-huh. uh, Ron the limo driver. So he was like into pegging. But when they were discussing pegging, it wasn't clear to me that it was just a strap. I thought she just like sticking a dildo in his ass. Nah. So. It's the motion. I mean, it's like the being able to like grab their hips like and mm. maybe a little bit of their hair. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've certainly never done the pegging. I like shit in my ass, but I've never done the pegging. Yeah. I'd, uh, someday, I hope. So we'll your, your boy, yeah, your boyfriend's clearly not into me. He's not down. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like your boyfriend? Beg I'm, him. I've I've met him, but he's he's not a comedian. He right? is a comedian. He is. Yeah. Oh Jesus Did Christ! I never do shine. Must have never done shows with him. No, maybe not. Yeah, he's a great comic. He runs a fat baby show at the stand. Oh, oh yeah. that's great. Yeah. It's, so I will then 
being a co- comedian as well he'd be totally cool with the podcast a little more totally. right totally yeah yeah because I have guys like who message me and ask me out and they'll be like what do you do or you know or they might google and see mm-hmm. that there's a podcast and they'll be like oh I'm gonna listen to it and I'll be like maybe wait till you get to know but me. I think that's a great litmus test for somebody who can date you yeah. is if they do listen and they're still down or even more encouraging like a lot of the women that I've spoken to on the podcast, they're like, oh yeah, like I'm a, a feminist blogger or whatever. And like dating was easier before. But they're mm. like, but actually if somebody finds out and then they're still really cool with it or they're even on board with it, then that's like the best verification ever. Yeah. yeah. yeah, just, you, yeah. You, it's like a sieve. Yeah, my, exactly. My, my ex-boyfriend, I had sent him the podcast, but that was just an excuse to talk to him because I had his number and we'd course. Been ch- and yeah. I kind of didn't know what to send. And we hadn't organized a date. So I was yeah. like, hey, do you mind like rating my podcast? And so he listened to it, but he, he in fairness to him, he loved it. He was like, oh, That's great. you know, I have this uh, similar values as you. So, I, you know, when we met up, he was now we didn't work out obviously for because yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. that says we have similar values at the beginning it's never going to work out yeah well I get you know I, I, I think a thing that he liked about the podcast was how open and he had I guess struggled with talking about sex before yeah. and he likes to wait a little while before he has sex and he found here people go a little faster and I mm-hmm. kind of said that for me I like to get to know them and I'd said that in episode one mm-hmm. but that I was like learning a lot more and so he said that but then he also wanted to have kids and there was yeah. a lot of stuff where I'm not there yet and yeah katie's at the beginning of her sexual revolution Uh, that's great though i I think that's what the people that we speak to a lot too like there's all these podcasts about like the crazy sex you can have and then whatever but a lot of it is like oh yeah i'm not ready to do stuff or like Mm. i'm kind of prude like that like or the way that society views it and we're like cool like we're down with that if like you're a beginner like come on board like it's okay i just want you to come yeah, or, and it's oh, no, but it's okay if you're not ready to. It's okay if you're not ready to have sex. It's okay, like you don't have to be on somebody else's time schedule yeah, all just the time. Go at your pace. You don't have to rush losing your virginity. Yeah. No. You don't have to put off losing your virginity. Do whatever you want. Yeah. No, but it is nice to liberate people from some of the cultural baggage that, yeah. has, that has come before us. Yeah. For whatever reason, why I felt like such a loser being a virgin at sixteen, which is crazy. Well, the whole concept of virginity anyway is a problem. Or yeah, exactly, but. Yeah. It's a whole other podcast, man. Yeah. We should do a virginity hour. episode. Yeah. It's a construct. You can do that one on your own. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it's fine. I just, obviously the whole concept of virginity it's crazy. is just I'm like, silly. lesbians are virgins forever? <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway, just, there's so many first experiences in life. Why mm-hmm. is the, the sexual one the biggest one? I okay, know. I get it. There's a lot of consequences to sexual behavior. But now that we know how to deal with those consequences, like, it's really not a fucking big deal. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's the, yeah. I really need to wee. How long are we? How long are we? 85% of our podcasts end with one of us needing to oh, piss. We that's have really awesome. bad bladder problems. Well, we don't. We've been talking for like an hour and 20 and minutes. And we drank an iced coffee and I had a yeah. glass of water. Go pee, Katie. We're finished. Remy. Is that it? Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, Katie, you can go pee while, 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 while Remy plugs. I'll plug. Thank you, Remy. I love to plug. I love to get plugged. Plug. Um, well, we'll get you some more <laughs> Irish listeners. I mean, you don't need that much help from us, but I think we can increase your Irish listeners. I love my Irish listeners. I have one Irish listener. We'll get your new ones. Johnny Donahue. And he recently asked me if he could jack off to a photo I posted on Instagram. And I said, yes, you may. Because oh, you asked. asked permission. Because you asked, yes. It's kind of cute. I thought it was kind of sweet. Kind of sweet. I, listen, I think it's sweet, but I also, I've seen a few people post stuff where, actually this, this girl I follow on Instagram posted something recently where it was like a guy sent a message and was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jerk off. Now it was nice that he was asking, but even Not, in the asking, there, it's a little weird. 
Yeah, fine, of course. But it's, but it's better than saying, I'm going to do it versus, oh, Remy, you look so pretty here. Would you mind? And I'm like, oh, my God. No, I wouldn't mind. You're so sweet. Yeah, I know. But then it's still weird that he's like contacted you talking about that. Like he's obviously getting off Listen, on that. But that's fine. If he's, very sex con- positive. if he's continents away, it's not a big deal. We're safe. Yeah. yeah, and it's a sex-positive podcast. Yeah. You're not going to yuck his yum, right? I will Especially not when yuck you're his, the yum. When I'm the yum, it's flattering. what more could you want? Um, plugs, hello. Please follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I am Remy Casimir, R-E-M-Y-K-A-S-S-I-M-I-R. Uh, you can follow How Come and We Really Love Island, my other podcast about Love Island, um, on Instagram, How Come and We Really Love Island. And uh, they're on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to come see me do stand-up, go to RemyCasimir.com. I've got a weekly show at The Stand called Bacon Bits every Sunday. We fucked up. Because we didn't talk about Love Island? Well, I actually wanted to open with that just as a warm-up. I tried to segue into it. No, I know. But at that stage, I felt like it was actually like... Jumping the gun? Well, it was off. At that stage, I thought I would like what we were talking about and I didn't want to get... But I wanted to start, but then we, it just kind of took off at the start. We tried. But I wanted to talk about Love Island, literally, because it's such a hot topic in Ireland right now that I, I, I kind of wanted to put it into the title that edited, we talked about. Edit it in. No, we can talk about it right now, yeah. but I just feel like we've really been using a lot of your time. What time is it? I'm quite conscious of that. I'm also conscious of the fact that I don't watch Love Island. I just follow... Curtis's, oh. I follow Curtis on Instagram because I know Curtis and mm. then obviously more as this like Irish phenomenon. So I've been following a lot of the information. But I, I think can't, she's amazing. I can't tell you about Anton or <laughs> Francesca. Or, you know, I don't even know what they look like other than Tyson Fury's brothers in it, right? Yes. Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. But just, just very quickly, mm-hmm. as Katie will come back in a second, she doesn't watch it either, but she's obviously following the info. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are your... Uh, what are your premonitions for the future of Love Island? I don't know. I really want Curtis and Maura to get together. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. I, I think your theory is interesting. Well, that's, a consp- that's not my theory. Oh, that's, that's a conspiracy, a conspiracy. Th- theory that I saw online was that they organized it that Curtis would pick Francesca and Maura would pick... Chris, so that they would be immune. Because both of those were immune to being voted yeah. off. And it was a protection against Curtis and Maura being you know, voted off. But you know, that, that's just a conspiracy yeah. theory. But I, I don't know. I think, I think Curtis did a really good job, as good as he could have done, letting Amy down easy. I think Amy did a very heroic thing leaving. Um, did she just leave or she was voted off? No, she left. She left. Because she was like, I'm not going to ever get over you in the time wow. that we're here. Like, I won't be able to do that. This is my first relationship and like, I'm not going to move on. So like, I don't know why I'd be here just like watching and like... I would be holding you back because I know that you're such a good guy that you wouldn't go do that in front of me. So she went home. And that's when I thought him and Maura would just like be this like amazing power couple of like absolutely semi boring, really good guy, but like is really nice. Like good looking and good looking and kind. And this like spitfire girl who's been unlucky in love but really likes sex and I'm like I just want to see her in like a nice settled like constantly fucking and also romantically adorable relationship Yeah, plus she's going to be super famous you know she's going to be like huge in Ireland now of course massive yeah she's a phenomenon I think he looked great with my legs around his head <laughs> this is more I haven't that? seen yeah. it but my stepmom yeah. was telling me all about her yeah no it, I mean, I'm not throwing judgments because I don't watch the show, but it's a little bit naive of Amy to 
I guess, allow herself to get so, to even think that like the first love that she finds on this TV show. No, they do sometimes. Some of the ones who day one couple, like get married. Like this is season five. There's been other seasons and there are babies and marriages. It seems like last season was the first one to really take off though, right? Like Love Island um, became a real phenomenon in the last season. Right, which is, I thought it was hilarious because I was already like way on board before that. Right. Um, And I had been like, Instagram storing it constantly and then when it came to the US people are like did you do this and I'm like I think so I would like to say that um, keep talking about Love Island I'm gonna get Kieran out of the room poor Kieran has been hidden in the room talking about oh orgasms. my god but I'm gonna let Kieran listen to this part because okay. it's not it's not too inappropriate Kieran you know? the nephew keep yeah. a- ask a question about Love Island Katie well, while I unleash I've while never I, uh, watched Love Island but so they just they, they go there and they're trying to find love I'm guessing on a hot yes, island yes I they have five guys six girls they have them choose day one like if you find this guy hot step forward then the guy is like okay three women step forward i'm going to choose the one i find the most attractive and so that's what keeps everyone super honest is like if you're not honest you're not going to get the guy oh but necessarily so why is there one more woman than there is guys because she's the bombshell and then at the end like she comes in and like one of the guys who's already coupled up gets to decide whether they want to go with her. And, and then brought in new people throughout. Yeah. Wow. And so like, then they're like, okay, you have 24 hours. Whosoever is not in a couple at the next recoupling is going home. So then they like get their graft on. You guys use grafting. Is that like Flirt, sex? Flirting. Oh, flirting. Sorry, Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Kieran to you, but to Katie, it's Kieran. Kieran. Um, flirting, we could, t- flirting is fine to talk about. I, 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 I forgot I took you were a, sitting right I there. I took him I out said. of the prison to, because he's been hiding in there while we talk about the other stuff. But I thought a lighthearted chat about Love Island would be fine. Well, know? Love Island is... During this podcast, I went to the toilet and texted someone saying I didn't want a second date and then came back and he texted back and said, no problem. And there we go. That's nice. That's awesome. Honest Island. I think we need to point out that we're... It's not that we're against Love Island. It's just that you're watching Love Island with with a VPN and everything. I mean, you've made a, you've made a serious effort to watch Love Island. Yeah, I so I, we're, I, we're, I don't we're, just have a VPN. I have a How Come listener who shares a Dropbox with me. So the set and she's so in New nice. Zealand. Whenever she gets the episodes, she shares it to me. She I love her. Robin Kennedy, shout out my shout main out. bitch. Hey, we have some New, Ze- New Zealand. Do you oh, sorry. Oh, Kieran's fine with the board oh, bitch. Kieran, okay. Sorry. Listen, he's been exposed to a lot. He was at one of my shows. He he actually sat oh, through so you've one seen of my bad shows. Comedy. No. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't even hear I've that. I've never seen you perform. So that was a joke. That was fine. great. That was a joke. Don't answer. If it was the other way around, my what? You didn't get the jokes. Yeah. Oh, oh. Do you he know didn't what get you're gonna realize? In, so like, you've got a lot of movies that you watch now. In like ten years, you're gonna rewatch those movies, and you're gonna be like, I didn't re- recognize so many of those jokes yeah. because they just went over your little head. <laughs> And well, then you're going to understand him, and it's going to be a whole new watching of those movies. He wants to be an actor, and if it fails, then he wants to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, being oh, a comedian great. is his, <laughs> his plan B. Yeah, no. So anyway, you hope that Curtis and Moore become the power couple, which we all do. I do. Curtis's but Instagram reposted something that I posted the other day. Whoa. And then I got a load of follows. Whoa. I got a load of follows from like these like Curtis Moore. That's so Curtis, wild. Curtis and Moore page follow me now. So I'm really <gasps> up I'm really up on the, 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 the drama of Curtis and Moore. Curtis. 
Kertis. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's she's from Longford. So that's where I my know. sister's Kertis. brothers and uh, all live. They're all like, and they say so like, I'm from just, uh, I'm from Kildare, so it's like Katie. But my dad would be like, Katie. Katie. Who, you know, Katie. She has a strong accent. Like. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought I knew accents before I watched this show. And then I was like, wow, there's 92 dialects in Ireland alone. <laughs> yes. yes, well, that's the thing is like, it, it, there's this Australian comedian does a joke about like in Australia, you get in your car in Sydney, you drive 3,000 miles to Perth, you know, you get in the car and it's like, good night, mate. You get out of the car, it's like, good night, mate. Really, yeah. really different. In Ireland, you like go two darts, you go two stops on the train and suddenly it's like completely different yeah. voice. Yeah, it's amazing to think, a, a tiny island, only 3 million people. Yeah. Well, I guess five on the island. Yeah. Very, very massive amount of Because my, my uncle, he's from the countryside in Cork and I search, I, don't, I have to ask, Either I just nod long and laugh, or if I really need to know, I'll have to ask him to repeat it. I have to watch Love Island with subtitles. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah. And I didn't know a lot of the vocab in the beginning. Yeah. That's fair enough. I was just like, Like what's a minger? Oh, what's a minger? (laughs) Not you, anyway. Not a good looking person. Don't mug me off. (laughs) Oh, I I wouldn't know that. He's a geezer. Oh, geezer, yeah. Yeah. What's mug me off? He's a lad. Mug is like. Make somebody look like an idiot. Uh, like, don't like, don't oh, make me look English. like a mug. That's an yeah. English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I wouldn't know that. I one wonder what so. more it would be. It would be Longford specific, like some stuff. My sister. Well, that's why our podcast is called The Shift, which is the Irish for mm. like snogging. You know. Oh, I love that's snogging. That's why it's called yeah. the, sh- the Shift. You know. Mm. But anyway, we'll let you go. That's good. We got a little chat about Love Island. Got a little chat. So hot. Great. Thank you so Such much. A hot brilliant. topic. Thank you. Everybody for listen to me, your podcast. You I'm a podcast. I'm gonna. I'm a listener now. I was listening to. She's a companion. Today. She's done a great plug now while you were having a wee. Yeah. Well, I'm already. Oh, and we have merch now. If you guys want to go to howcomepodcast.com, oh, we got we merch. Even, we, need, we need merch. Fucking other people are selling. And if you're in New York, we're on shows together a fair amount. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Kill it. Come out, see us. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll do a show in Ireland as well. What's that? Yeah, you can design Wait, my say merch. Say that again. Can't I just asked if I can design his merch. You can design my merch. <laughs> you can merch. design mine. This is, what generation are you? Generation Z? I don't know if he knows that X, yet. X. Well, I, I don't even know if you're, yeah. He's 10 years old. Well, he's going to lead the country, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. very confident. Yeah. You know? When's your birthday? The 19th of April. What Taurus. Year, what year Taurus, you, Aries, Cusp. Nice. What year are you born? You are so good with that stuff. 2009. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Right after the crash. Wait, you have a lot of nines in your birthday. What? April 19th, 2009. Yeah. Means you're a very agreeable person. You can't say no a lot. No, I say no a lot. Oh, good. Yeah, he's not an agreeable <laughs> person, but you know, proves that all that stuff is fucking nonsense. Hey. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Enough, enough using my oh, nephew. Oh, did you say, well, if, if it is te- love, I was about to say Thousand Islands, that's the sauce. <laughs> what? Love Island. When will this episode come out? Is it this week or in the following week? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Why? Just, just because I'm sure a lot will have happened in Love Island. A lot has happened. I that. know, right? No, a lot has happened. Um, but <laughs> if you guys want to watch Love Island and listen to our recap podcast, We Really Love Island is there for you. Yeah, that's good. I mean, honestly, that is a good plug. And we just that, that plug will work. We just well, did a, a We one? Really Love Island How European. Come crossover episode with Chris Williamson from season one, and he told wow. us all the behind oh. the scenes. Info. This was in How Come or this is another podcast? It's a crossover. We Really Love Island How Come crossover. Wow. Yeah, I have a whole Love Island podcast. That's why I talk about it a lot. So you do have a Love Island podcast? Yeah, Yeah, I'm telling you she was plugging that while you were peeing. Oh, sorry. (laughs) A lot happened while you were having a pee. Having a wee in the loo. And that plug is going to work. Yeah, good. Well, you've been, but you should do Love Island and just... 
You can't because you've been. Ben the way said you I talk about it is like everyone can just randomly get on Love Island. But she's not that on easy. It. She's hot. Stop it. Yeah, look at you. Ben said I could if I wanted to, but get I would, on it. I'd prefer to be the host, especially for the American one, because their Ian Sterling is so bad. Like you know how Ian's like the funniest, best part of Love Island, basically. Uh-huh. The oh right, you don't, don't watch, watch it. it. <laughs> you don't watch it. Oh, can we start? Wait, who's Caroline Flack then? This girl Ariel. She used to be a Vine star. Let's start, uh, come on Ireland, start yeah. voting for the American Love Island to be Remy Casimir. Yeah, Did please. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it nailed. So who's the host of the American one that's coming up? I don't know, but he's like, previously on Love Island. Oh, it's oh, not okay. like, previously on Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go. We got All right, go. goodbye. All right. So there you go, guys. Follow Remy. Follow Katie. Follow me. Give us five stars on iTunes. Leave a comment. Um, hopefully if there's any new listeners because your fans are Remy please start listening to all the episodes we've got a great collection of episodes already up on the podcast um, for those that are interested in seeing any of us go check out our Instagrams for Irish people I'm back at the Ivy Gardens next weekend for the Vodafone Comedy Festival um, and I also have more work in progress shows in, in uh, the Comedy Cellar in August Uh Washington, D.C. tomorrow night if anybody's around in the comedy loft. And um, listen, guys, it's been great. I'll chat to you soon. I love you all. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.